0: get hype! Welcome into the Husker Hypecast. It is Friday and we are looking forward to Nebraska-Illinois, a game that has seen much offense in the last two years. Could that be a precursor for a Nebraska breakout on Saturday? Well, we thought here who better to bring in for the Illinois game than Kevin Suits, who has more ties to champagne than the entirety of the Nebraska media combined. Kevin, welcome to the Husker Hypecast.
1: Thank you. Was that a compliment? I'm not quite sure.
0: I will leave it up to you to decide if it is a compliment. I just say the words. I don't have any intent or meaning behind them.
1: Well, it is factually correct, so I will take that as a compliment.
0: All right, so Nebraska-Illinois this weekend. Nebraska's coming off a win against Penn State. Real quickly, Kevin, what were your thoughts on that game against Penn State? and, And as it turns forward, do you think they can build a little momentum?
1: Absolutely. I thought the defense was really good. You know, there were so many times in the fourth quarter where I felt like uh, the game might turn against Nebraska, because that's what we have seen time and time again over the past couple of years. But specifically, I thought the cornerbacks played very well and came up with some key pass breakups or just some really good coverage and some tight situations. So I felt like it was a, a nice positive step in the right direction, especially on defense.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and, and, you know, sometimes it's just as simple as building the confidence of seeing the win and a W go up in that column, and so we will see if Nebraska is able to carry that over. As always on this show, we start uh, on the offensive side of the ball, and we will start with our special guest. Kevin, was you, you saw Luke McCaffrey's performance on Saturday against Penn State. It didn't have a ton of big plays, save for the 45-yard touchdown to Xavier Betts that actually occurred behind the line of scrimmage. Uh, You know, kind of throwing us off a little bit there. But do you do you foresee against an Illinois team that Nebraska has had a lot of success offensively? Uh, Adrian Martinez has had some of the biggest games of his career. Do you see this as a matchup that Luke McCaffrey could take advantage of with both his legs and his arm on Saturday?
1: Absolutely. Illinois, if there's one weakness on that team, well, there, there are multiple weaknesses, but the biggest one is the secondary. So I think there's a lot of yards to be gained through the air. And that's one element of Nebraska's game that, you know, it, it, there's a lot to be desired in them stretching the field and attacking defenses through the air. And I'm excited about that portion of the game for Luke McCaffrey. We know he can run the ball. We know that uh, the play callers like to design runs for Luke McCaffrey when he's in at quarterback. But let's see what can happen when they need a 12-yard pickup down the field. And then maybe just going for a a big home run uh, over the top. And the bigger question there, Mike, is who are they going to throw the ball to? And that's been an ongoing conversation through the first half of the season for the Huskers is uh, where's that deep ball threat from the receiver room? But I think Luke McCaffrey has a golden opportunity here this week for the Huskers.
0: Brian, I mean, you just heard it from Kevin right there. If you had to kind of surmise this, this wide receiver room, they don't have anybody in, on the team over 100 yards receiving. Uh, their leading receiver each week has, has changed dramatically. Uh, Wondell Robinson hasn't gotten going on that part of his game yet uh, as Nebraska's most uh, veteran receiver, I guess, if you will, if his one year of, of experience, where do you sort of look to see if, if you were projecting a breakout for any of Nebraska's receivers, this game seems like it would be the one where it could happen. Do you, do you have a guy that you're going to be closely watching on Saturday?
2: Yeah. I mean, I honestly I think this is a toss up with all three of the true freshmen and I know Alante Brown hasn't really been heard from a lot in the stat sheet, but he did start last week and there was one play in particular where he was he was sprinting across the middle where the throw was a little off and it, the timing just wasn't quite there. But if if he gets that ball in stride, uh, you could have at least envisioned a play where Nebraska a guy caught it and ran and went about 70 yards. Um, so that, that possibility, I at least saw it sort of in front of me, and even though it, it didn't happen. Um, so I sort of uh, am going to go against the grain here and say that Alante is going to be – it's kind of like they're taking turns, right? Yeah. I mean, running at 75 yards against Northwestern, then he, he played but was statistically inactive uh, last week. Xavier Betts ends up stirring the drink. Um, I'll go against, uh, against the grain and go with Elante Brown, but honestly, it's hard to know. Um, it's really a matter of those guys are going to get like three or four t- chances a game to make a big play. What happens is the ball on target when they get that chance, and what do they do with it?
3: Bro, that's that's, un- that's, oh, sorry. But, that, that's a really good way of putting it, I think, BC. Statistically inactive. I think we need to start using that.
2: Yeah, it kind of just came to me in a moment of hype – Husker hypecast glory.
0: Is that going to be the hypecast headline this week?
2: Could be. Think about it, Bruns.
0: I'll I'll think about it. All right. Well, while you're thinking about that, give us an answer on this. Nebraska's running game has really struggled this year. Dedrick Mills got banged up in the game against Penn State. He was out. They went to Wandale Robinson as their primary running back, not one of the freshmen that they essentially have as the backups – Let's say Diedrich Mills is unavailable on Saturday because if he's, he's good to go, he's going to play, but let's say he's not available. Who do you think gets the primary amount of carries at the running back spot for Nebraska? uh, If, if they don't have Diedrich Mills available. I think it would be
3: a little bit more of Wandale Robinson, a steady dose of that. I think, I think they're getting to the point though where they can trust Marvin Scott the third a little bit more. Um, You know, I, I think the, the play that he made on the, the left-handed pass from McCaffrey was pretty nice. I think he can run pretty hard between the tackles. Um, so I, I think it would be more Wandale, which I don't know if that that's necessarily the best recipe for Nebraska, especially with him at running back. But um, I, I think it, it's probably a, a little bit more work for a Tompkins or a Scott with, with a, a lot of Wandale if, uh, if, if Dedrick Mills can't go. This is, uh, is going to be an interesting game. I mean, I, I don't think Illinois really scares you much on defense. Uh, third down defense, they're last in the conference. So, you know, I, I think there's an opportunity for Nebraska's offense to break out. I just wouldn't like to see, you know, Nebraska running Wandale 15 to 20 times in this game just because I, I just don't think that that's a good, a good recipe for, uh, for, for what they want to do offensively.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. I, I just don't think that in the four games we've seen him have a high volume amount of carries. He's only had one game over four yards per carry. Uh, Nebraska's two and two in those games. So they at least have some wins there, but it, it just has not worked to the way that I, it seems like it should have on paper for somebody who had such a prolific high school career and no small part, because if you put Wandale back there, then no one really believes in Nebraska's receivers, including the opposing defense. So that box gets loaded. Uh, pretty quickly. All right, we're going to jump to the other side of the ball on defense. Kevin talked about this when he was going through uh, his thoughts on the win over Penn State. You feel like the defense has played uh, better this year. They certainly ended the game on the field with back to back stops against Penn State last week in the red zone. Where do you feel like Nebraska has improved most on the defensive side of the ball, Kevin?
1: I think the secondary. And I don't know that it's necessarily reflected in the numbers. The numbers are weird because of the Ohio State opponent in week number one. They gave up 52 points in that game. But I feel like the defense, in specific, the defensive backfield, is just playing with a different demeanor that they are looking to hit. They are going to make you know that they're there. And they're coming up with some better plays and pass coverage as well. I I just feel like that no fear of failure that Scott Frost had talked about for the past couple of years it's been a little bit of lip service. I think 2020 is showing us that that what it looks like when it's enacted on the field. Deont- uh, yeah, Deontay Williams, I think he's one of the key guys that shows that. He's out there looking to hit. And Scott Frost even said it during the press conference on Monday that from the sideline, you could hear some big-time collisions. And I think uh, defensively, I think the secondary has just gotten a little bit better. Boodle's been solid. Cam Taylor Britt's playing really well. And I think if you go down the list of guys that are getting the most minutes uh, in the defensive backfield, they're playing just so much more aggressively. And that's what one of the biggest encouraging signs for me is.
0: BC, we've, uh, we, I think we've each talked with, with Jeremy Warner a little bit, and uh, he tends to feel like Illinois is going to play both Isaiah Williams and Brandon Peters on Saturday. You look at those two quarterbacks for the Illini, which one do you think is going to give Nebraska more problems? The steady veteran uh, that can throw the ball a little bit, or the uh, the younger, sort of their version of Luke McCaffrey over there at, at Illinois, and, and Isaiah Williams, a kind of a wildcat style quarterback uh, that hasn't had a ton of success throwing, but he just ran for 190 yards against Greg Schiano's Rutgers defense.
2: Yeah, Isaiah Williams is not a great thrower, but I would I would honestly answer him just because I do feel like the quarterback run has been the one thing. You know, we even saw last week with Will Levis from Penn State. I think he had 72 positive yards. And uh, it requires a lot of discipline against guys like that, you know, from your D-line and your linebackers to kind of keep them in check. And um, Isaiah Williams, I think we all remember uh, covering him as a recruit down in the St. Louis area, uh, and he's a pretty special athlete. So it didn't surprise me that he could get loose for that that number of yards against somebody. Uh, so I think guys like that always – Uh, frightened me the most, uh, because there's sort of a, and I don't mean this as a knock, but there becomes like a sort of a playground style to the game that is hard to, like you can have all these plans on paper and ideas that you want to do, but sometimes then you're just trying to tackle a great athlete in space, and that's a heck of a thing to to accomplish, so I would say him, especially since Peters has been out a while, but the thing is, if you can figure out a way to kind of in uh, uh, Williams, he, he's, he is not a very good thrower. Uh, he was 7 of 21 so far. So uh, if you make him throw, you're in a pretty good situation.
0: Brunson, I'm curious how you, you feel Nebraska's done in terms of pressuring quarterbacks this year. I look at it, they had three sacks, I want to say, against Justin Fields, but he seemed mostly comfortable in that game. And then you look at the Northwestern and Penn State game, and it feels like Nebraska really was able to get those quarterbacks off their spots get the feet happy a little bit the throws would sail at times and I think some of that has to do with the pressure they've gotten between hurries and sacks Uh, they, they essentially have 20 pressures on quarterbacks this year do you feel like Nebraska has improved in that regard and what would you attribute it to
3: yeah, I think, it. you know, when you look at what Nebraska's done defensively, you know, I think the defense is finally starting to function how you would expect a 3-4 Eric Schneider defense to, to do. I mean, the, the linebackers are the guys making the tackles. I think the defensive line has done a nice job of holding blocks for the most part. I think they've thrown in some wrinkles um, to, to t- kind of try to scheme up pressure because, I, I mean, you know, a lot of what they've gotten done hasn't been you know, a guy just lining up and, and beating the guy in front of him. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of it has been having to scheme things up. I think that, you know, the, even the, the numbers that you, you quoted there aren't necessarily reflective of the pressure that they've gotten. And I, I think, you know, you've got guys on the outside that are a little bit better at, at getting to the quarterback. I think Caleb Tanner's taken a step forward. I think Jojo Doman, uh, even though he's pretty much played every snap this season uh, has elevated his play and, You know, I I think even a guy like Nick Henrik or uh, Phil Darius Payne has been a nice uh, addition to, you know, what they're trying to do. So even though they they haven't, you know, gotten the the huge Big Mac sack numbers that you would expect um, or or hope for, I I think they have been disruptive. And you've seen that with uh, the the forcing turnovers. And, you know, the the kind of next step, I think, is – you know, when you're blitzing on third down, being able to get off the field. I mean, that's been kind of the the issue for Nebraska to this point is just not getting enough of those big stops when you need them to to cut drives. So I I think they've been better. I think there's still room for improvement. But I I think, you know, Kevin hit on this. I think Brian did too, that, you know, year three, you're starting to see the pieces line up and and look a little bit more uh,
0: like a good defense should, which is a, a promising sign for Nebraska. Before we dive into oddly specific predictions, Kevin, I, I want to ask you this question. Uh, you, you mentioned Deontay Williams is a guy that's, that stood out for you. Has there been another player on this defense, or if you want to go with the offensive side of the ball, but I, I, I would assume it's going to be defense, who's kind of jumped out to you or who surprised you through Nebraska's three contests so far beyond Deontay Williams and, and kind of the attitude that he's brought?
1: This isn't a surprise, but I think DiCaprio Boodle is playing really well this year. You know, he he doesn't have gaudy numbers, but I feel like he's come up with some pretty important plays and really key moments. And keep in mind, last week against Penn State, between Cam Taylor-Britt and DiCaprio, they were guarding the guy who was leading the Big Ten touchdown receptions in Jahan Dotson. He had two catches the entire game, and that's a game in which Penn State was behind They had to throw the ball to try to play catch up and still their best offensive player only touched it twice. I think uh, Boodle gets a lot of credit for that. And I do think, you know, the defense has played pretty well throughout the course of the season. They've had, they've given up some big plays, but I think overall Boodle is a guy Boodle and Deontay Williams are two players that I think have really exceeded my expectations through the first half of the schedule. All
0: right. That's good stuff there. I, I I want to give the the guests the option to, to kind of see how this goes with oddly specific predictions. So I'm going to, I'm going to change the order a little bit. We'll start with Brunt's because this has generally been his category. He's still clinging to his John Raines victory from Northwestern week. Uh, Brunt's where do you want to go? Oddly specific prediction for Nebraska at one away. It's been uh, back-to-back weeks, by the
3: way, uh, had a head on John Rain also had the Dustin Johnson prediction at the masters. Everybody knows that, if you want good good ga- golf gambling advice, you come to the Husker 24-7 podcast and or Hypecast. So, um, yes,
0: congratulations on
3: the world's number one golfer who got <laughs> out of a cannon on Thursday. Congratulations. <laughs> you guys didn't pick him. You also didn't jump on the Ty Robinson hype train, which is still chugging away from the station. So oddly specific prediction for Nebraska and Illinois. I think that this is the week that we continue to see we continue to see Xavier Betts kind of do his thing, and I think Nebraska is able to get the passing game going. It's it's not going to be the fifty yards down the field chuck it type uh, passes that are going to be successful, but I think you're going to see Z- you're going to see Xavier Betts. It's not going to go for a touchdown, but I think he's going to go for forty seven yards on kind of a shallow crossing route from Luke McCaffrey. I think that's going to be the long pass play of the day for Nebraska. So 47 yards, no touchdown, kind of a drag route to Xavier Betts. He makes a guy miss uh, and gets off to the races before being dragged down
0: just before scoring. So
3: I,
2: there you go. I think we have
0: several listeners scoffing at the idea that Nebraska even runs drag routes. I know. Well, that's that's going to be the oddly
3: specific part of it is that it's, in, <laughs> it's in the playbook this week. So look for that.
0: All right. Did that give you an idea, Kevin, of what we're looking for here? Absolutely. All right.
1: You're up. All right. Well, I'm going to start with the final result and kind of dovetail down. I'm going to say that Nebraska wins the game 41-20. to 20. I think the Huskers get out to a hot start at the beginning of the game. They're going to score 17-plus points in the opening quarter. Martinez is going to have more yards of total offense than Luke McCaffrey because he's going to play in the second half. The margin is going to be pretty wide. And then in the postgame news conference, I think Scott Frost will answer at least three questions, and his first word in that answer is going to be, listen, and then he'll go on to explain what the answer is. And nobody's truck is going to get stolen this week.
0: (laughs) This is great stuff. Our our guests love oddly specific predictions. It's fantastic every week. that That was really good. Hold on to your score. We'll dive back into that here in a second. All right, BC, what do you got?
2: All right, Um, Austin Allen is going to catch a 32-yard touchdown, but there's going to be –
0: podcast loves tight ends.
2: Yeah, it's going to be the first quarter. Uh, I agree with Kevin. I think Nebraska will get off to a good start. They normally have on offense, but they're going to throw in a wrinkle on this drive. It's my favorite play, and once in a blue moon, Nebraska still runs it. They're going to sort of run like a a fake option, right? It's going to look like like, uh, McCaffrey's running the option. Then he's going to pull back old school – like an Osborne play from the nineties throw to a wide open Austin Allen who's going to catch a 32 yard touchdown. It's going to be a little wrinkle and Austin Allen is going to kind of flex like Niles Paul did in the holiday bowl after he caught that touchdown against Arizona, but he's going to gather himself just in time to not get a flag. And uh, that'll be the good start for the Huskers.
0: So follow up, how many Matt Harian references are made? Um, Like he made his living on that play.
2: Yeah. Uh, well, I, you know, I think there's an, Are you saying from, like, the announcing booth or, like, uh, in uh... –
0: Nebraska media.
2: Oh, there'll be – I don't know. I think there's enough people covering it now that don't even remember Matt. But I'll say uh, two and a half is the over-under on Matt Herrian references if Austin Allen scores. Austin Allen's playing really well, by the way, to be serious about it. He's uh, – it feels like they trust him a ton. So, I I think that he probably will score pretty – sometime soon.
3: if If that happens, I'm unloading every Tracy Wistrom reference I have in
0: the holster. <laughs> BC just threw shade at multiple media members for being too young to know Matt Arian.
2: i they that. did not third shade, Matt. When did Matt Arian play? Like two
1: thousand seven? Earlier, really earlier, before Sean Hill. <laughs> yeah, two
2: thousand four. You know what? I did a story. I it, I went to Pierce, Nebraska. Um. And uh, the, the night they lost to Texas Tech, 70-10 to 10 or whatever. But that's it's, I to hang out with people rooted for Matt Herring. On the topic of tight ends, BC, do
1: you remember, since you're saying that some of the media members are, are too young to know who Matt Herring is, <laughs> do you remember when say. when he went down with an injury, how Bill Callahan was talking about the trust he had in Herring's backup in uh, B.J. Phillips, and
2: his name is J.B.? Do you remember this press conference? I – I, I do, do vaguely I, – I, I remember there was a few little errors like that that, that Bill would make. I think one time he said – I believe it was Limas Swede from Texas who they said they needed to do a job on Limas Swede, and he wasn't on the roster anymore. Whichever, <laughs> whichever Texas receiver he referenced had, been, had left the season prior. Um, so there was, there was a few examples of that. They shut him uh, down, though, didn't they? They did. He, got, he didn't have one catch that day.
0: All right, I think that off the success of last week, Luke McCaffrey will throw a touchdown left-handed on Saturday. It'll happen in the first half, let's say the second quarter. And why not Marvin Scott? Marvin Scott scores this time on a left-handed touchdown pass from Luke McCaffrey. That is my very oddly, very specific prediction. All right, we got scores. We got we to gotta hustle this along. Uh, Kevin, you gave yours. Remind us what it is again. And then if you would, throw in a player that you think is going to have a nice game on Saturday.
1: I say Nebraska wins 41-20. to 20. I think Adrian Martinez is going to have a really good game. I think he's had a lot of success against the Fighting Alana in his two years of starting against them. I think if Nebraska gets out to the big lead like I expect, we're going to see Martinez. I think he's going to do a really nice job.
2: BC? Um, similar score, actually. I think Nebraska will jump out early and not make it as uh, – much of a Malox masher as last week, I I'll say thirty-seven to twenty. Nebraska sort of gets the offense going. Defense has a firm enough grip on it. Um, guy who has a big game. Uh, give me, give me Will Honus. I just want to bring up Will Honus because I, I we always wondered if Will Honus was going to be that guy when he was when he committed and signed. It was all this excitement. It was right around Christmas time. It was an early signing day pickup and everybody was really enthused, and it's taken a while, but I feel like he's becoming that guy now, and uh, it's exciting for him. So I think he'll have another double-digit tackle day and and cause a TFL and maybe a turnover. Runs? 39-23
3: Nebraska. The only real sweats of the day are going to be whether or not Nebraska can cover. Uh, My pick to click, I'm going to go with DiCaprio Boodle. I think this is the week that it finally happens for him. He gets he gets that interception. So he's my my pick to click. Okay, what was your score again?
0: Mine was 39
2: to 23. Okay. That uh,
0: go, has has only scored more than 17 points uh, once this year. That number is going to be really hard for them to cover, I think. I know Illinois hasn't been great, but I think they're going to be a little better on Saturday. I like the Huskers to win, but I think it's going to be 32-17. Keeping in line with tradition of weird scores for Nebraska football games, and uh, my pick to click, I guess we will go. Uh, we'll go with Austin Allen. I'm gonna, I'm gonna feed off of, of BC's uh, Matt Harry and like production on that option pass touchdown. So Austin Allen, pick to click, Kevin. Thanks again for joining us here on the Husker Hypecast. We would love to have you on again sometime in the future.
1: Thank you, boys. I enjoyed it.
0: All right. Kevin Suits, Brian Christofferson, Michael Brunson, Mike Schaefer. Be sure to check out Husker twenty four seven. And we'll be full on Saturday with a ton of coverage from Nebraska, Illinois as the Huskers look to get back to five hundred.